I realized for the first time in my life that three days ago was the first time I ever said, I love myself to myself. <laughs> in the mirror? No, no, in my head. Just, just through your inner monologue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a voice in my head. <laughs> did you accidentally tell yourself that you loved yourself? No, not accidentally. I did it on purpose. Like an, in- like a, were you setting an intention like those ladies do on the internet? I realise that my internal monologue is so mean to myself that my worst enemy wouldn't talk to me like that. <laughs> um, so in an attempt to make my inner world bearable, I've stopped criticising myself and started just saying I love myself to myself. I, I envisage your inner monologue to be like a wicked witch, like one from Wizard of, the, one from Wizard of Oz, like a really cruel stepmother. Oh, God. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I've got a fairy tale evil stepmother inside my head. And she just occasionally starts telling the forester to take me out to the woods and cut my heart out. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really odd sensation. Because the like I had like the intention was to start talking to myself in a more compassionate way. Okay. And and if you can uh, research about the best way to do this on the internet, like a like a thorough, like a thorough Stephen. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly, yeah. You've but like, research, you've read some articles, you've decided that this is the best approach. Oh, uh, I've I've got a book called The Compassionate Mind that I read it occasionally. Was, and it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't that they just didn't decide that day that today I was going to tell myself that I that I love myself. You built up to it through reading a book about it. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, by a by a by a clinician uh, called Paul Gilbert. All right. So this, it's a CBT book, and it has like a, a handout that you work through it, and part of it is getting to a place where you're not so critical of yourself. Cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah, for the viewers at home. Yeah, yeah, not cock, not cock and ball torture. Not cock and ball torture. <laughs> because <laughs> both of those acronyms are used, and yes, I'm into both. But for this process, it's just cognitive behavioural therapy. That cock and ball torture, that's... I I mean, did you just really like getting it? You know when you were playing football at school and you got cracked full pelt by like the hardest lad in school who launched the ball and it hit you straight in your bollocks? And then you had fucking French afterwards and you still had mud on your knees because you didn't want to have a shower because the teacher was a pedo. Were you into that pain? Is that, was that, was that, was that the moment in high school? You're like, oh, I like this. I'm really having a great time here. Um, I'm, not, I'm not into pain. I'm into surprise. <laughs> I like being thoroughly surprised. Because like, it's, it's an interesting question, isn't it? At what point do you stumble across your fetish? Like, do you go look? Some people obviously must go looking for them, and some people like must might be a surprise. And oh, that! Well, I didn't know I was into that, but obviously it seems that I am. And like, mm. you know, I mean, rustling a tree, a squirrel runs past, and he lifts his little tail, and then all of a sudden you're into squirrel porn. <laughs> um, f- for me, um, I'm into new and exciting things. So I genuinely, I'll try anything. So if if someone <laughs> says to me, "Hey, do you want to do this thing?" and I haven't done it before and I don't categori- categorically hate it, I will immediately say yes. Hey, Stephen, do you want to get pissed on? Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> have, you, have you been pissed on? Yeah, loads. Yeah? Yeah, three times. Three times? Mm-hmm. First time, wasn't into it. I was like, maybe it's just this, the, this, the situation. Second time. Can, hold on, sorry. Right, yeah. just for a bit more clarity. It wasn't clear, no. It's quite, it was a bit yellow. <laughs> What was the, what was the situation? Were you in a bed sit, and were you, you lying back off a bed with a bucket underneath your head? Were you do you sit under the toilet? Is it a bed? Is it a bed affair? Do you prepare with sheets? Right. Okay. So first time, uh, we were making love in the shower. Okay. Yeah. And she needed a piss, and she went, "How about I piss on you?" And I went, "I've not done that before. Let's see if I'm into it." <laughs> had you had any previous desire to be pissed on i'd seen it on the internet and thought i wonder what that's like and why this person's enjoying it the shower's obviously a very good leading isn't it because there's that dilution 
like cordial. We we stepped away from the shower, so we were cold. And then she popped a leg up on my shoulder and did a piss down my chest. Hello and welcome to the loosest sense. <laughs> I'm Stephen Lamanis. Um and uh, my uh, co-host is Adam Binnersley. I think that's got to be the best intro I've ever heard to anything ever. <laughs> I still want to hear about times two and three. Can we do a quick rundown of times two and three just before yeah, we get off? There was, the show? There was time, times two plastic sheeting. We thought maybe the temperature was off-putting, like maybe the situation wasn't right. We were feeling something else. Let's try. Let's try this. Horrible. Cleanup's disgusting. Pl- Whoever puts plastic sheeting down, it's not a murder room. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> just, just imagine couples browsing in the home, in, in B&Q looking for the plastic sheeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I see that, I'm like, piss freaks. Classic me, piss A lot freaks. of this thing, right, is I th- I, I'm kind of the belief that the more preparation that's involved in executing this whatever the fetish may be, the less sexy that is to me. So if you've got to do like a couple of days planning or you've got to book a holiday to Marbella to go to your swingers resort, that, that's like, it just becomes a bit mundane. And I'll be like, there's no, there's no, nothing sexy about booking easy jet flights and having to decide how much luggage you've got to take. So you know what I mean? It just takes away from me. So if you've got nice. to go buy plastic sheeting or any sort of equipment and I'm out really. I'm not going to lie to you, Binners. I was a man at that point in my life who had plastic shooting. And then the... (laughs) And then um, the third time, I went to an old club that was down Ancoats that I can't remember where it was, but they had uh, uh, PVC fountains that you could sit in and be pissed on. So I went to one of those. What night of the week was it? it? Oh God! It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday, but I can't really remember. What had you done with the rest of your day? Was it uh, a decision, or had you planned it out? I had been working. Huh? Yeah, we'd planned it out. Yeah. All right. Okay. That makes it slightly less creepy, but again, not sexy for me. That planning, that planning, really, yeah, really, really takes out the adventure. Well, the thing is, for, I like to, as long as the planning is done in a flirtatious way, the planning's fine. So if it's like both of you sitting down, picking when you're going to go, what you're going to wear, like little secrets that you can both have in the thing, like, you know, it's just like frivolous and fun. The problem for my life is I'm not a very useful individual. So my life would be categorized by me failing to do certain aspects of the plan that I was being relied on to carry out. And it ended inevitably in me getting shouted at and the whole thing being a great fucking failure and it being my fault. (laughs) This is why I'm going to introduce to you the idea of offloading all responsibility to somebody else. (laughs) So you can join... Oh, excuse me. You can join, um, um, like I just hit the mic. That's going to sound fucking awful. You can join, uh, places, places like killing kittens, for example. Um, killing kittens. You just provide a photo of you and your partner. I'm you, aware of killing kittens. I read an article about it in the Guardian, obviously, because I'm white and middle aged. In fact, most of the things to say is generally just like a rehash of things I've read in The Guardian. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. The um, well, I haven't written. Well, um, yeah. So uh, me and a me and a partner signed up for that, and we went to a couple of the the, the sex parties and stuff. Yeah. What it's, were you dressed as? Sorry. What were you dressed as? Uh, I was in... In my, head, in my head, sorry, just before we begin, in my head, I'm picturing Sexy Cat. Oh, oh we were in a top hat. We were in a top hat. No, just just uh, just jeans and a shirt, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like sexy. 
you can choose oh, the kind of parties yeah. you go to. You can choose the, like, the, you can choose the kind of parties you go to. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want a BDSM one, you can go that. If you want, like, a nudist party, you can go to those. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, you go through and you fill out a questionnaire. It's, it's, it's quite fun. Or it was, at least, when I was, like, younger. Now I find the entire affair stressful because I, I just come really quickly. It's pointless going to a sex party. The young girls For, wouldn't have sex with you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like not hot. I've never been hot, but like at least I was like physically fit back in the day. Now <laughs> I look like mashed potato. <laughs> no one wants to see me sweat uncomfortably. Yeah, no one wants, no one wants a man apologizing because he just, he just did three pumps and spaffed all over you. Uh, so the best thing that's happened in the news this week is uh the mayor of liverpool you've seen that joe anderson been arrested in like some sort of scouse sopranos type deal the mayor's been arrested in some sort of like property fraud operation which just just reminded me of like fucking omar and uh, Avon trying to get into property in the wire for some reason. Is that season three? I think maybe season four when he gets into, when he gets into property. Is that the one with the nail gun? Uh, what was uh, I just held was Stringer Bell in it. When does Stringer Bell get killed? That's season four because it's Stringer who's properly into the property, isn't he? Yeah. When yeah, Avon, yeah, yeah. Stringer Bell die in season five then. So it might yeah. be later than that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It must be season. It must be season four because season five I haven't watched. It's the one where they're hiding the dead bodies in the season, houses. Watch season five. Nah. Why? I watched two episodes of it and it was terrible. Oh, you gonna, yeah, but it's worth it, man. It's I like I don't think so. I think it is. I don't. I don't need it. I don't. I'm honestly. I honestly don't need it. I really do. I think you do. I think it's like listening to like. That seven out of ten late album, you know what I mean? But like, ah, right. a, like a moon shaped pool by Radiohead. Ah, right, okay. You know what All I mean? Right. It's yeah. like it's really it's really great in parts and it winds everything up nicely. <laughs> like you'd be happy, a Radiohead fan, if they said we're not doing no more albums, you'd be like, Alright, sound. You know what I mean? Finish right, it up, I get it. it? And there's yeah. a, the, the um there is one you know those like really awful I don't know what the word is. Like clip together sequences at the end of the shows. There's like music in the background where they run through all like the history. And it shows all the different characters' fates. There's one of those like real soppy with X Factor style music over it at the end. Pretty annoying. Can I, can I skip the entire season and just watch that? Yeah, you could just watch the last episode. To be fair. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch the last episode. That'll t- it's, yeah. it's not. It's not great. Season five. No, yeah, I kind, I kind of got the vibe, and I was like, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to see them do this to my darling. But yeah, uh, what, what was his name again? It's Omar that's the problem in season five, because like Omar starts making like Omar's like gone off end of season four, ended up in Hawaii or wherever he is. I'm not sure, maybe in the Caribbean somewhere. It was never, I don't think it was ever really revealed. And he was sat on the beach, and then he comes back, and he starts making bad decisions. And he's just like, Omar, Omar was too smart for that, man. Omar didn't care that much about anybody. Yeah. But he just stayed there. Lived out a happy life. Yeah. He probably would have, yeah. Um, so, so, basically the issue is, in the, in the 70s, we changed the way that councils uh, were funded, right? So, yeah. uh, councils couldn't really raise council tax without without authority from from government so the funding so they cut the funding out from under them basically so the councils then had to uh find all alternate sources of funding that's why that's why you find them selling council houses and crime is their go-to yeah it kind of is or like weirdly trying to turn a profit on their libraries and stuff right and you get places like um croydon that go bankrupt on or like nottingham which purposely made itself go bankrupt. Like, it's just wild. Um, and then the government has to step in and stuff. So this is why the corruption's allowed to happen, because, like, property speculation is allowed. So what are the actual details of the case? Because I'm back at work, so I've just been, I've just been holed up. 
Like, they're not really... Right, basically, the, the forces in investigations focus on the purchase of a couple of properties on what's alleged to be an improperly preferential basis. So there's loads of money linked to this fella. Okay. So the so there's a couple of properties. Couple of properties. And they've been sold to someone. In a, prefer, in a preferential manner. Right. But, so they weren't yeah. they weren't put out for actual open market. They were just like on the slide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly, of course. And then Joe Anderson allegedly is uh is threatened to smash someone's head in if they stay out about it. Jesus. I don't know if that's true. I made that up entirely. Oh, I was way that's more excited that, about that. What happened in the, it's like a Scouse version of The Sopranos. You imagine how many times that has been pitched to TV executives over the years, the Scouse version of The Sopranos. That every, every fucking Scouser loves The Sopranos. Every Scouser I've ever met loves The Sopranos. Yeah. Everyone who's went to film school must have thought, oh, I'll tell you, tell you what, lads, The Scouse Sopranos... The thing is, like... Car chases down the docks. <laughs> it's a beautiful city, and it? it definitely needs a series, you know? But, well, like... Brookside? Yeah, it did, but that, that was... Brookside for years. They had incest on Brookside, remember that? First lesbian kiss. First lesbian kiss, first incest. Uh, and then they had that body under the patio for many years. That's all I remember, really. My granddad was pretty keen on it. It was never really for me, Brookside. Yeah, never did. Never, never pressed any of my buttons. I can still watch EastEnders when he had it on, but when he, uh, I was more of a murder she wrote kind of guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There's a wasp. It's good. I might be allergic to this wasp. It might attack me if I if I run off and squeal like it's because this wasp has attacked me. Why is there a wasp? Winter. It looks pretty cold, to be honest. He's wearing a little coat. <laughs> All right, okay, that explains it then. He's, he's got, got a, a gilet on. Oh, it's a little barber gilet he's got on, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really odd because he's got loads of holes, one for each of his legs, and then a big one on the shoulders for his wings as well. <laughs> it's, it's, no wonder he's cold. It's letting all that air in. It's a miracle of engineering, to be honest. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't realise wasps were middle class. <laughs> I thought I definitely knew the bees were middle class. Oh yeah, bees, bees are definitely definitely vote Tory. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. So yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see the case unfold. Um, get some actual corruption on the go. I also like that. Um, yeah, loads of people are telling as if we've been lacking in corruption. As yeah. as been, like, the thing is, like this week. Yeah, it's the, not the corruption-free week. Matt Hancock, for the record, hasn't been accused of doing anything else new this week. What? I don't think. What? Uh, Some Tories. has got a new job, I think. Which, uh, did I read that? I don't know. Oh no, the, uh, Pretty Patel. Pretty Patel's bullying thing. That's that came open. back, that's, didn't that's it? Wash. That's just washed, isn't it? Can we read the report? I want to know what she's done. Oh yeah, yeah. It, the report came back and said she's mean and bullies yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, but I want to read the exact details of the report. They haven't published the report. Labour, oh, right. Labour were asking for uh, asking in the comments for the report to be published. I imagine. I don't know if this is true. I think what happens is if people defy her, she oh, this is she grabs them by the ankle, spins them round, and then she's got like robotic legs which fire them, and she ends up dangling them from a great height. So she's now eight foot tall and they're just dangling off the ground and she shakes them and takes her pocket money off them. That's how I think that's how I think she deals with people in Canada. You know, um, Johnson calls her the Pritster. Yeah. That's that oh 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 it's the most he's terrified of her, isn't he? Oh, he's got to be. Like I just she's she just is She's found to have bullied someone, and then the Boris has just gone. Nah, it's fine, isn't it? It's wild. So yeah, honestly, picture it on a beach, just like with lighter fluid, lighting the remains of a dinghy on fire, and just barbecuing an immig- a migrant child. Just sat oh. there, barbecuing, just just jumping down <laughs> with the white clustered over in the background. Jerusalem, as Jerusalem plays. As Jerusalem plays. 
Um, but um, people are trying to drag Andy Burnham into it because of the contract for uh, tearing down the wall. Oh, why? What's happened there? Is he giving that to his mate? No, no. He he, he put it out to tender. Like, hey. But but like you know, you can't have you can't have someone defy the government. Well, you can't have someone defy right wing media without um, conspiracies happening around them. It's like, uh, have you, yeah, it's like uh, the Great Reset. Have you heard about that? No, what's the Great Reset? Oh, God. All right, okay. So um, a monetary fund has gone like, oh, COVID has given us a great chance to reset the economy in a green way because we've had to shut down all of these things. Why not build them back and build them better? Yeah, in a more sustainable way. Right. Lots of people have got behind it because, you know, sustainability in business and having a habitable planet coincide with making profit, which is pretty convenient. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously that goes against the Russian oligarchs, right? Because they don't want um, the, the economy rebuilt because then they'll lose money. Right. Yeah. So the Russian, the Russian machines got behind it, and now you've got people saying that the Great Reset is actually the government trying to clamp down on you, force you to have ID cards, be registered completely, restrict your movement, all that kind of stuff. I classic, mean, classic New World Order. Yeah, yeah. You can with see it, a Q you got unless you live in the Isles of Scilly, the Isle of Wight, or or Cornwall, then you can't do out, can you? Yeah. You can't go to Primark a lot. You can go to Primark and any other supermarket whenever you want to. Yeah. Although it is discretionary to those those establishments whether they stay open or not. That is very true. That the government is not forcing anybody's hand. Yeah. Um. It's. Yeah. I wish. I wish there was. I wish there was, it's, it's just, it's a real shame because I keep getting QAnon in all of my conspiracies and I like my conspiracies to be kind of separate. Like back in the day, right? There was Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Do you know about Jeff the Talking Mongoose by any chance? What are you talking about? Right. Okay. It's just like a, it's a paranormal story that happened where there was a talking mongoose, right? That haunted a family right right and jeff's the talking mongoose tortured the family and whatever i'm not entirely sure what a mongoose is it's it's like sort of like a ferrety looking thing sorry is it like a meerkat more like a ferret more like a ferret all right yeah bit bigger like more substantial think ottery but not water based they can a mongoose can take a take a snake on like no issue. oh yeah i know they're like oh yeah they're like feisty big ferret numbers i know which ones they are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. killing a snake okay god sorry moving on yeah so they that was haunting a family right and that oh, would be on it terrifying <laughs> yeah what in what situation it was haunting a family home haunting a daughter in particularly and was <laughs> trying to drive the dad insane this is the scariest story that's ever happened to anybody. Yeah, it's it's thoroughly amazing, oh. right? It it drove people mad. If where people did they st- live? Oh god, I th- I think oh I think it might be the Isle of Scilly. No, you're making that up, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it now, right? No, but I'm they've pretty- got no COVID, <laughs> but but they've got haunting mongies, mongai. What's the plural? Mongooses. Mon- Mongooses, gotta be right. Mongooses, mongoose, mongoose, mongoose. Jeff, uh, it can't be true. There's absolutely no way. It's, it's. I think it is. I only found out where the Isles of Silly was last week. <laughs> right. Okay. He's got his oh, own weca- weca- Wikipedia. Corona. It's. Uh, if you want to spell it, it's G E F. Mongoose. So, no, 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 Jeff. <laughs> he spells his name G E F. Yeah. Is the mongoose called Jeff? Yeah. Oh, Jeff the know? talking mongoose. 
It talks. Right. It, it talks and haunts them. Yeah. It's a ghost talking mongoose called Jeff. Yeah. I mean... Um, right, okay. So, um, Jeff, also referred to as the talking mongoose or uh, <laughs> Dalby, the Dalby spook. Where the, where the hell's Dalby? That doesn't help me in any way. Um, the mongooses or geese even native to the UK? Do we have a lot of mongai? <laughs> I, I didn't know um, that we had um, salamanders, so I don't think I'm the I don't think I'm the animal expert on this show. <laughs> Gotta be honest. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say maybe. Tell sure. me, Brad, t- sorry. Tell me about the story anyway. Right. Okay. What's the horror of it. So in the 30s, uh, the Irving family, uh, James. Uh, the the father Margaret and a thirteen year old uh, daughter called Vire. Um. Oh, how do you pronounce this? Binners. V o i r r e y. What? V o i r r e y. Vori. Vori. Right. Okay. So I was I was close enough. Um, started hearing scratching, rustling, and vocal noises behind the farmhouse uh, wooden wall, behind the farmhouse's wooden wall that resembled a ferret, um, a dog, or a baby. According to the family, a creature, a creature named Jeff introduced itself and told them it was a mongoose born in New Delhi in 1852. Yeah. Um, Jess was the size of a small rat, yellowish fur, with a large bushy tail. Right. Uh, Mongoose or mongooses. Yeah. For one, not native to the United Kingdom or the Isle of Scilly. What the fuck was the mongoose doing there in the first place to have died and then to have haunted these people? I I don't know, but he he is from New Delhi. The mongoose is from New Delhi. The, the, The mongoose is from New Delhi. And he was... It was, uh, and it was born in eighteen fifty-two. Sorry, they don't come from there either. Well, exotic pets, maybe. All right, so someone, so we're picturing that someone's got imported a mongoose into the UK, some sort of wannabe Doctor Doolittle, maybe with a small farm in North Wales. Yeah, and then the mongoose has escaped, made its way to the Isles of Scilly died in some sort of tragic circumstance that's left it in limbo, and then he's haunted these people until somehow told them that his name's Jeff. Yeah. Um, this, and this making QAnon look realistic. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, one of the quotes from Jeff is, I'm a freak. I have... I'm a freak. I have hands. I have feet. And if you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt. That's awful. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that made my voice go. But yeah. Um. But anyway, the the point of of this is, um, that Jeff, the talking mongoose, never got involved in any other sort of conspiracy or any other sort of parasocial event, right? Right. Okay. But. Suddenly, Jeff wasn't on the uh, on the grassy knoll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's 1931. Um, Jeff isn't Jeff isn't like talking about um, national socialism and and need for sweeping change, you know. <laughs> but suddenly, I'm getting I'm getting MAGA people in all my lovely conspiracies, you know. Oh. They're going to be busy for the next four years, aren't they? You reckon Trump's going to run again? I'm hoping Trump oh. against Rock 2024. I know I've mentioned it before, but I'm pretty pro-President Dwayne Johnson 2024. Trump versus <laughs> The Rock. I see that as a real showdown. But instead of a vote, they'll just do it at WrestleMania. Oh, lovely. You know lovely. what I mean? Yeah. That's the, Rock, the, Rock, the Rock will smash Donald Trump through, the ba- through some sort of cage through some sort of maybe a bald eagle and oh, then yeah. through a ballot box. Oh, yeah. And that'll be it. 
Oh, lovely. But um, but then the QAnon people will get onto that and they'll be like, that was that was the rock taking over, smashing the deep state. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so do, uh, do you know how much um, uh, President, President Trump has made uh, grifting small donors for this to try and retake back the country from radical from radical leftist Joe Biden. No, how much? Two hundred and seven million. <laughs> Is that his nest egg? It's gotta be. Because he owes four hundred million, doesn't he? What's he gonna do? Um is he just gonna do public speaking, do we reckon? Or is he gonna go is he gonna go WWE? Those are those are the two options as far as I can tell. Or maybe No, he'll... I think he'll I think he'll do a reality show. What about a chat show? Oh, how good would a chat show be? Like Letterman, but Trump. Right, right wing, right wing chat show would right be all right. Chat. Yeah, that'd be amazing for President Trump. Just shouting on Fox. <laughs> he wants That's to. Pissed. Yeah, he wants. He wants to own his own news network, doesn't he? That's always been like kind of his the the the, the go to. And Fox has turned against him now because he's a nut bar. But, I don't um, really uh, want to speak ill of him in case I need my support for the Scouse version of the, the name Scouse version of the Sopranos I'm pitching. Oh, I'm I'm still I'm still trying to get my um I'm still trying to get my uh, documentary about underground wrestling in the UK off the ground. So <laughs> I'll let you know if I. I used to, uh, I used to know some boys who were in the uh, the Leyland Wrestling Federation. They used oh, to, yeah. uh, they used to drink in a bar I worked in. They were, uh, they, they were interesting chaps, really, really interesting characters. And make a really good documentary that. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be super fun. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I wish, I wish there was, I wish, I wish that government politics, right, didn't have this patina of left versus right. Because that's never accurate, is it? It's against like people honestly trying to do a good job, and then people trying to line their pockets with as much as the treasury as they can. And I don't think that has to have a political line, right? Like we, 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 we've known in the past that like left wing people have lined their pockets, and has have right wing people, but now we're like a polarized state where where the mayor of London goes down, so Andy Burnham has committed crimes, you know? Andy Burnham's probably committed crimes, allegedly. He's a war criminal! (laughs) 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 Right? And you can't tell me all of those, all of those, like, all of those war contracts went to to the lowest bidder. We just didn't. But anyway... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a bit sick of like, I'm, re- I used to be whole hog in love with QAnon. I thought it was wonderful, right? I thought it was a great, like, organic movement of like weirdness. And then I found out that it was like, um, the, um, basically co- written by a guy who got his account stolen by eight guys. And then promoted by eight coon, which promoted mass shooters. And that's like, you can, you can like follow down the line. You, you know, the passwords, you know, the people that verified them. You mean like putting on their gigs? Sorry. Who's who's promoting mass shooters? You mean like someone's putting on their gigs, getting their riders sorted? Oh mate, did you not know about eight coon? Uh, no. All right. Okay. So I'm going to go for the pronunciation. Um, K U N. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so four chan is a spin off of something called two channel. Two channel was a Japanese, uh, forum. And then you get, um, four chan spins off that. And it originally only has one message board on it about anime. Mm -hmm. Right. Then another channel comes up, which is, um, Oh, my doorbell's just gone. Give me a second. Well, this is an exciting pause in the story. At this juncture, I guess we can speculate what, uh, what might have happened next. I'm going to think that the US government, uh, I've got aliens. That's what happened next. I've got aliens. They're hiding them. I watched a documentary on uh, 
on Amazon Prime last night gave Bezos some of my hard-earned money. Well, it's furlough money, so it's not really hard-earned at the minute. And I watched a documentary called Phenomenon. Stephen, did I send you that? I sent you that trailer, didn't I? You did send me that trailer. It looked, it's it, it's a, a, a lot of blurry footage and people going, "Oh my god, this is yeah, mind blowing." Yeah, that's pretty much what that's pretty much what the whole the whole documentary's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's enjoyable though. They've definitely got aliens. Oh yeah. It was yeah. at the door. What happened? We're waiting with bated breath. Oh, it was just a it, probably an Amazon delivery. Um, right. um good, gone. Yeah, so uh, so a guy starts a guy starts a, 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 his own anime board that's more American centric, right? He then starts uh, people are posting like um, non topic subjects on the board. So he starts a different one and he calls it random and he calls it and he calls that board B, right? B is a famous uh, like troll troll thing. That's where anonymous starts, right? Yeah. yeah. We are legion. We are many. They're a, a anarcho-syndicalist collective of hackers, right? From that, all of these other chans start, right? So you get four chan, wizard chan, which is where you get incels out of, and they start putting radical stuff up. And the owner steps forward and says, "You can't promote pedophilia and hate crimes here, right?" So and the guy, fine, but no pedophilia and no hate crimes. Are those his rules. I know it's wild that he I'd would. I draw the line. <laughs> I think we should throw him. I think we should set him on fire and put him in the bin. Yeah. Um. But um. Right. So a guy spins off and starts eight chan. Now the guy who used to run Wizard Chan gets a girlfriend. Right. And you can't be an incel voluntarily in celibate if yeah. you have a girlfriend. Well, obviously not. Yeah. What's also interesting is that was started by a man and a woman. A woman started the incel movement. And they're just a real like deep misogynistic, hate women kind of vibe, yeah? It kind of got to there, but it isn't indicative of the entire movement some some of them are trying for self-help but there's a lot of poisonous people on there right so all these all these disaffected people that have now gone oh 4chan is so mainstream now it's just full of libtards go over to 8chan right yeah yeah 8chan doesn't really have anything going for it um until uh, a little guy called QAnon pops up. He pops up on an arts and crafts post on 4chan, right? And then it gets stolen and he can't post on 4chan anymore. So he moves to 8chan and starts posting, which is convenient for a guy trying to launch a platform. Yeah. Right? Then with this comes a lot of like um, baiting and stuff. And do you know the the Christchurch shooting, the Christchurch yeah, yeah. mass shooting, that was that was streamed on Fortune on Eight Chan. Oh, pay per view. No, you just streamed what, it live to Eight Chan. Um, there's something called um, you don't know what uh, you you might not be familiar with this, but there's something called an heroing, a n heroing. Nah. And that is when you kill yourself on camera. Right, okay. Yeah, that was a, a popular trend uh, on 4chan and it evolved into doing really weird stuff on camera. Sitting on glass jars, eating poop, all this kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, I want and... to suck my own dick on a Snapchat. <laughs> We've... Look, we all have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and then they don't, and he's like, he asks for advice how to do it. They all get together. They figure out the best time to do it, how to kill the most Muslim people. And so um, the board that is holding up 8chan pu- pulls it down. It comes briefly back up as 8kun and goes down. And it's all this sort of nonsense. But yeah. And I'm just kind of... 
I used to be so into it, but yeah, it's just disappointing now. This week, that also happened this week is that the uh, Britannia Hotel Group won the worst hotel group in the country for the eighth consecutive year, which is incredible. I don't know if you've ever stayed at a Britannia Hotel. They are a thing of sheer, sheer beauty. Sasha, right, okay. Tell me Hotel. Britannia Hotels then. Britannia in Manchester, you've got the Britannia and you've got Sasha's. Holy hell. Sasha's is genuinely a dark place to go. Yeah. Like... They ask um, you when you book in if you want windows. Yeah. Um, and you can book by the hour. Yeah, it's special. Man. I, stayed, I stayed at the one in Nottingham. And when you stayed there, they asked you for ID, right? Right, that's fine. But it was because the, they don't normally do that in a hotel. They asked, no, not in the UK. It's not a normal thing to do. They were doing it because they were inve- being investigated as part of a sex trafficking ring. And then it turned out... There were also, like, some previously, before this had happened, some Hungarian fellas had been running, like, brothels in the Britannia Hotel in Nottingham. Like, pop-up brothels with sex-trafficked women. Pop-up brothels with sex-trafficked women. Right. Pop-up brothels. And why is the Britannia Hotel... Why would you... That's what happens when you rent your room out by the hour. Oh, just, you've just gone for a shipping container, wouldn't you? <laughs> Cheaper. I've got to be honest. If I'm thinking of the best way to run a brothel undetected, I'm just going to buy a house or rent a house. Right? Detached. It's got to be detached. Yeah. Right? And just run it as a brothel. Yeah, detached house you can get away with, can't you? Just like house down the end of the road. Yeah. Just a quiet just a quiet house. You want it to be like the top of a road, don't you? Not the end of a road. Because you don't want people walking past the neighbours all the time. You want yeah, exactly. Right at the end of a road, just off a main road. Oh, yeah, perfect. Like, you, like within turn would be yeah. perfect location for kind of one of those. But just off a main road. Yeah, because it gets very residential immediately. Like yeah, off yeah. that main off off um the parkway. Yeah. I only yeah. ever I only ever went I went to a brothel. Uh, I only ever went once to that one uh you know, where the Aberfeldy used to be in the northern quarter. I do, yes. Studio above there, that one that's above that pub. The old Turks head, there was like a bookshop and there were a brothel above there. And a, a friend of mine used to uh, used to like engaging in with the uh, with the ladies of the night, as he called them. <laughs> a horrible, horrible term. But that's like just prostitutes, man. But he used to, he used to go and uh, sleep with these uh, sleep with, and I went and waited for him once and just have like a sit down. Yeah, waited for him to finish his uh, finish his activities before we carried on with our night out. I they're can't. Very they're very lovely. It, it it's. I don't think it should be illegal. It only allows people to be sex trafficked and then taken to Britannia hotels. But like, there's a kind of cold professionalism that I don't enjoy in my inner course. I've, 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 I've never engaged with it, but my favorite term uh, for it is by Terry Pratchett. And it's uh, a lady of negotiable affection. That's almost almost a romantic return for uh, for sex work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, penny mistress is one of my favourites. Like that was actually used. Hold on, sorry. How we got this far in and not talked about the fucking monoliths? Monoliths. I was saving it. Clear about the monoliths. He's saving the monoliths. What what's happened? Where are we? Monolith update. Right. Okay. So, so we get the the you. The Utah monolith, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't um, ungeotag their data. People find it. Uh, while they're going there, they're taking lots of shits, literally near there, so, so it starts getting full of rubbish and human excrement. So, yeah, that, that's... I know you're looking at me like, 
I'm disgusting, but they're doing it. Remember, I'm not, I'm just describing what's happening. I'm not actually going in the desert and taking a shit. Right. But How far into the desert is this monolith or was this monolith? I think, I think it's an, a site of natural beauty. So it's way off the beaten road, I think. But yeah. Um, I've never, like, I've, I've been up on some walks. I walked up Snowden. I yeah. didn't, yeah, I didn't do my Duke of Edinburgh. I was going to lie then and say I didn't boast about it as if it, was, as if it made me special. Um, but I've, I've been on, I've been on some hikes. I've never, I've never had to shit on a mountain. I've shit on a mountain. Yeah. But I never did it on the path or whatever. And so, yeah. um, a guy called Sketchy Andy. Genuinely his name. Sketchy Andy. That's how that's how what people call him, Sketchy Andy. Um, took the monolith away to stop the area getting destroyed. Right. That's monolith one. Don't know how it got there, but we know how it got out of there. Sketchy right. Andy and his mate took it away because people were taking it. I reckon that's been there a while, yeah? Uh a week. Oh, it's only been there for a week. Yeah. Less right, than, less okay. than a week, a couple of days. Um uh, then we get the Romanian monolith, which has remained where it is. Right. Okay. People go there. People take pictures of it. It's quite nice. People like it. It's become like a little, ooh, an interesting walk to, right? right. Yeah. Then you get the Californian monolith. And this is why I've been going on about why can't I just not have QAnon or MAGA people in all other shit? <laughs> Because the, Calim- the Californian monolith appears, and then that night, MAGA people turn up with MAGA sweatbands, right? So not, do you know that, the red hat? Yeah. It's a red sweatband that says, Make America Great Again. And they tear down the monolith while screaming, Christ is good, and stamping on it, right? And screaming about how they don't want any illegal aliens in here, Mexicans, or from outer space. <laughs> I just wanted a decent, I just wanted one story, right? I just wanted one. I just want one. Give me one. I want a good haunting. I want someone to have seen, I don't, you know what I mean? Like It's like that fucking, it's like that uh, Bill Hicks bit, isn't it? Like people turn up to fucking alien sightings, alien sightings with a fucking gun. Maybe, yeah. maybe like, maybe if this, you see that, maybe like, maybe we don't know everything. Maybe, maybe just put down the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking fight the aliens. In this phenomenon documentary I was watching, there were there were occasions where these fighter jets have been sent to like attack the aliens. They send them to fire at them. I'm like, what? Just don't be shooting no aliens, man. Don't anger them. Yeah, I. For me, the like, I want to live long enough to see aliens. That is my number one aim in life. Right, I want to see aliens. I'd love to go to outer space, but I don't think that'll happen within my lifetime. But I'm hoping we get to see aliens. I'd love to see an alien. It would be, it would be the highlight of my life. There'd be nothing else I would talk about. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to see aliens and Ryan Giggs destitute. <laughs> I quite like Ryan Giggs, having met him the handful of times I have. Took a piss next to him once. Did you? Did you have a big mm-hmm. He had a powerful stream. <laughs> as powerful as one of his runs from the midfield. I really broke broke into the box. <laughs> I just... We're getting closer, aren't we? Like we're getting closer to aliens. They've got stuff. They've got aliens. They have aliens. We have unidentified flying objects. I will agree. Aliens. No. Aliens. No, they're, they're different. They're different. They're different. Alien. <laughs> you can't argue like a five-year-old. What sort, of, what sort of alien movie? What sort of alien would you like? What's your favorite alien movie? You don't want Starship Troopers, do you? Oh no, bugs! No, 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 no. Are, um, friend- are there many friendly ones? Um. So, are we talking? Can- are we talking canonically, as in uh, the conspiracy that aliens are among us, um, or are we talking within sci-fi? Uh, sci-fi. Doctor Who. Exceptionally oh, yeah. friendly alien. He's the guardian of Earth and humanity. Yeah, uh, uh, Roger from American Dad. Uh, I'd call him chaotic neutral. He <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't give a shit, does he? He's like, man, none of this, none of this morals for me, thank you. Just um, not, I just think like... Alf? 
Unless you were a cat, he's a good guy. Oh, Mork. Mork was all right. Nice fella. Yeah. Nanu Nanu. Well-intentioned. Yeah. Uh, Mork's son. Do you remember that season? No, I don't think I ever watched it, to be honest. Oh, I loved Mork and Mindy. I'd watch it every, every day. It, I didn't understand what was happening in it, but I really liked the capsule review at the end where, he, where he'd go like, maybe what humanity needs is to love each other. And I was like, oh, I get it. Right, okay. So that's what the show was about. It just wasn't. It'd be like... Oh, Third Rock from the Sun, they were nice as well. Lots of yeah, nice aliens from the sun. in popular culture. Is it just comedies where aliens are nice? Coneds, they're lovely as well. Yeah, comedy. Is it just comedies where aliens are nice? No, Star Trek. Star Trek, Vulcans are lovely when we meet them. Vulcans are lovely people. Very yeah. welcoming. Mm-hmm. Unless, Very welcoming. unless they're in mating and then you can't stop them from going and finding a mate. But that's I, not evil. Are you, are you on board with Star Trek Discovery? I need to watch season three. I watched uh, four episodes of the first season yeah. and went... And just shrugged it off. Yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah, I just, I like at that period in my my life, I just didn't have the time or the will to, for a new show. This is the perfect time for new shows. I mean, you're back at work, aren't you? Struggling. Yeah, I'm I'm, I, I'm I'm only in work till the twentieth of December, which is lovely. We're all getting our we're all getting our holidays that we're owed, and we're getting we're getting a month off. Oh, nice. Yeah, really lovely. When are you reopening? 14th of January. Oh, fucking hell, right. Yeah, yeah, for real. And that's a way off, eh? Yeah, exactly. So I work to the 20th, going on the 21st and clean up, and then I'm off. Sounds like what a lovely lovely festive treat that is. Yeah, I was like super shocked. Have you got your Christmas tree up in the background? Um, Sorry? I've got a Christmas tree this year for the first time. I'm all in on Christmas. Holy hell. Not a real one. It's just a small one from B&M. That's all right. Yeah. Probably caught the Rona, though, because fucking B&M is like chaos. Oh, is it? I don't want to speak ill of the big box retailers, but if you're going to catch the Rona, it's going to be B&M as the Tesco or Morrison's. Mate, at this this point, everywhere I go, no one's wearing a mask, and I'm losing my goddamn mind about it. People are wearing masks up here, but there's there's quite a lot of virus deniers. Oh, mate. Mainly builders. <laughs> Here, it's just people you wouldn't... Like, most people are just like, right, wear the mask and just don't talk about it, right? Just do my bit so I don't have to have... I don't have to take the two weeks off work if I get a positive test or whatever, yeah. right? Or stop being able to s- smell my morning coffee or what have you, right? That's, that's generally what most people's attitude towards it is, right? Then you've got your more cautious, cautious people like me, which are few and far between, who are like keep your contact to minimal wear your mask all the time right and then like 30 percent of people are actively trying to lick everyone because they think it's a lie and i'm like what is happening and like i'm working a lot on the door because i've still got my foot injury so i can't like work the floor or work the bar so i'm just face to face with people going why are you wearing a mask i'm like because it makes me feel more comfortable you know, or like, you know, or I think this is all a hoax me. So why do I have to have food? I went, cause it's, cause it's the law. It's the reason you can't drink under 18. Cause I'll get a 10, I'll get a personal fine <laughs> and the business will get shut down. Just don't make this hard for me. But yeah. People are great, aren't they? I, I genuinely like people. You've always found that quite puzzling about me, but like, I, I like genuinely like most people. And this is making it, it's not making it difficult to like people, but it's making it very difficult to empathize with people, which in, which in our line of work is exceptionally difficult to deal with. Because if you can't empathize with people, you can't understand what they need and how to best serve that person. You know? I don't disagree with you, Stephen. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you do, it would seem. Yeah. I saw a, I saw a photograph from seven years ago that both me and you were in. Yeah. Right. And it was, um, this is just, this is tangential. And um, 
everyone in that photograph is now a business owner, operates operates venues slash multiple venues, and then there's me. <laughs> and I was like, how the hell am I the only unsuccessful person in this photo? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I'm connected. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> But, but yeah, like, Must be nice the deal is, like... Laid, laid bare before you on the internet, rather than just the voice in your head telling you it's so... <laughs> yeah, it was, lo- it was lovely to, like, I am worthless. I am right about that. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, though, like, I've been doing this a while, and this is the first time where I get people coming up and they're not wearing their masks Right, and there's no attempt to get a mask out of their pocket because basically what people do is they don't wear their mask. They come up to the door, they get and start getting out of their pocket, right? And it feels like it's a chore, and I completely understand that. I can empathize with that. I'm like, this person really doesn't want to wear this because it's uncomfortable, right? Or you know, they they don't think it's doing anything or whatever, but they're just doing it as part of like recourse, you know? Yeah. Like they really want to wine, don't they? They really want to sit down in a dark room with strangers and drink wine. Yeah, exactly. You, 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 right? And now, now people are like, oh, I've had six meals here this tonight. And I'm like, why are you eating at six places? Oh, because we're on a session. I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Why would you do that? You've got your four friends. You've been out for two hours. Just go to a neutral place and drink drink some tinnies from a, a local place like patronize one place a night and and stretch out your fun rather than going out on one night you know what i mean like you can instead of getting pissed one night you could go out like fucking f- four nights a week but you're trying to dabble you're trying to dabble there with british drinking culture aren't you and i think people just want people want, oh we'll go sesh on saturday go out at two Go out to seven pubs, have seven pints. The, the, the idea of like that you only go to a place for a beer, you know what I mean? And then you move on to a different venue. It's quite like, it seems quite a, a very British thing, isn't it? From pub crawls, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very much ingrained into the culture. You don't see that. And then, and then any like your other European friends be obsessed with the idea of going to loads of different bars. Quite happy just to just kind of like hang out and relax in one venue. Yeah. I... The idea of going out with, like, right now, if, say I was in the same city as you, and you went, let's go out and have a meal, that would be amazing for me. I'd be like, right, so I'm only out for two... For dinner, all the restaurants are shut. You should invite me for dinner. I'll come on on an illegal run to tier two for lunch. (laughs) Do it. I'd love that. We We can go to some genuinely magnificent places. But now... Like, if you went to me, oh, just come out. What, I only have to be out for two hours and then I get to go home? I'd be like, great. I you do. Yeah, seven, seven till nine. All right, I'm on by 10. I'm on by 10. I'm in my jammies by 11. I'm in bed by 12. And I know that's very much a settled mind frame because people are still trying to, like, court women in this environment. Mate, it must be a nightmare trying to fuck, like... It must be a fucking uh, like real situation. Although there must be a lot of Zoom wanks going on. I, I, right. What's happening now is... Because I, I, I talk to people, right? And for some reason, people open up to me about their personal shit. Probably because I'm an open person as well. And um, everyone's just saying it's a really weird state of affairs where you have to ask the people you're with if you can have someone stay over because you're putting their personal health at risk. You know? And I think that's what, like, is happening. People are like, well, I've, is, is there any chance I can have this person over? And you have to, like, air your dirty laundry about how many people you're having over. Oh, is it all right if Gary comes round again? Gary's been round four times this week, love. What's yeah. what he doing to you? You'll be on the cranberry juice. Just start sliding, just wait, opening your door up and finding two glasses of cranberry juice at the just door. Play that, uh, that guy drinking the cranberry juice on his skateboard. Oh, yeah, God. Just play that He's... video on a loop. 
Yeah, he's got an agent now. Do you know that there's agents that specialize in 15 minutes of fame? There's 15 minutes, 15 minutes talent agency, I think they're called. Yeah. And then so work you, maximizing your income for the, that time and trying to yeah. prolong it as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. I think that's genius. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Great idea. I'm, I'm all for it. May he, may he make his money and, and have a wonderful life after it and invest it well. That's my, that's my, that's my hope for, for California. Uh, what, is it Ocean Spray he has? It is Ocean Spray, yeah. Ocean that's spray not a good is, cranberry juice. What, what do you mean? Ocean Spray is like the mother of all cranberry juices. No, just because you've bought it in at every venue you've worked at because you're bought out by Ocean Spray, Big Ocean Spray. It is the staple. That's Ocean like, Spray is thin. It's thin. To be honest, right, I have never supped cranberries from fresh from a cranberry bog, I believe. <laughs> I, believe I, I believe they're grown in bogs. Cranberry bogs, is it? Right, I think they. I think they are grown in bogs, and you flood them, and they flood, and that's when you harvest them. Are you? I don't think because a bog is a stagnant pool of water. Oh, not a bog. All right, they're grown on. They're grown in water. Do you mean a mangrove? <laughs> a crank. No, because a, a mangrove salted. Um, right. Let's. I'm pretty sure that cranberries are grown using the water-based agriculture. That's my claim. I can't... Well, how else? They're not... I think that's... I don't know what ocean spray's got to do with it. I don't know why they're meant to be salty. Um, What's your favourite cranberry juice, Stephen, or cranberry-based products? Well, they're an evergreen dwarf shrub. Right. Uh, they're, they're grown on trailing vines. Yeah. Uh, What's the water? In Britain... Native species in a bog. Uh, northern acidic bogs. Who the fuck? Yes, yes. Cranberries, cranberries are grown in bogs. What the fuck? It's a mystery, this, isn't it? This is weirder than the first because I'm very divorced for like recent, like. I think I've said on this before that I didn't know a guava was a real fruit until I was 23. I thought they were like snozberries or whatever. <laughs> you didn't have guavas in women's show. Never came across a guava, right? Uh, didn't know. Didn't know. I was like, oh, this, this guava drinks really nice. Uh, what was it? A Ranji? No, not a Ranji boom. What's that? Uh, the Caribbean soft drink company where the cans were really vivid. Mm, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, so like, I just thought it was a, a made-up flavour and, and until uh, a girlfriend took me to a, 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 fruit, a fruitier and went, right, we're going to go around here and you're going to try every fruit you've never tried. And I was like, I don't want to do that, right? <laughs> and he went, because you don't know what a guava is. And I'm like, a guava's a made-up thing. And she took me and she got a guava and she bought it and she put it in the bag and we went around and like, I had like, um, I'd never had a lychee. I'd never had like I'd loads of stuff that people should be exposed to. And she put it all in a bag and we went home. We had them and I ate every single one of them. Guavas, all right. Don't taste like the canned drink. Don't, don't waste my time. Dragon fruit, they're pointless. Oh, they rubbish. Like a terrible kiwi. Yeah, really bad. Kiwis are bad. Yeah. Lychees, I thought they were okay. Kumquats. Kumquats are downright offensive. Oh, yeah. Absolutely no benefit in a kumquat whatsoever. Yeah. A, a persimmon. I had a persimmon. Do you know, like Tarek was talking about he, he having a persimmon? Mm. I, I had a raw persimmon. A Where raw is persimmon. Tarek? Did we start without him again? <laughs> I think he's slept in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I had a persimmon, and that just tastes like a, sh- a mix between an apricot and a shit peach. It's like but um yeah anyway so yeah i'm quite divorced from that uh yeah i just that's the thing like when that 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 me not knowing that cranberries are a bog a bog creature acidic bogs creature right perfectly encapsulates what's happening at the moment right people who don't know enough about something and it can't easily be um deduced logically jumping to conclusions 
that's all it is. You know, the legal process of something like uh, what, what's the mayor's name? Paul. Joe Anderson. Joe Anderson. Jesus. Well, it um, like Joe Anderson was groaning in a acidic bog. He's oh been skiing all year as well because he's got health complaints. He's like a bit, it's like, uh, remember that fella Fred on Coronation Street? The, I assume he was a butcher, like a butcher. Like a cartoon man, big fat wobbly fella. It was a big fat wobbly fella. With the glasses who had yeah, the heart yeah. attack in the TV yeah. show. Uh, uh, like a walking, like a tub of lard, like a giant walking tub of lard he was, <laughs> Joe Anderson. Yeah. And he's, he's been nicked along with five other people for witness intimidation and bribery relating to loads of planning problems. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a wild ride, that story. I think, I think, it, the, the, I think it's going to disappear behind, because that's what kind of happens, behind a wall of banal disinterest. But also, the media stream's so quick, isn't it? The turnaround's so fast. Is that what I mean? It's 48 hours and everything's gone. Yeah. Like, the, the turnaround's so quick. Like, like the, the amount of Also, there's no, there's, no, there's no click value in a thoroughly researched story. You know, oh, that's why, why you need. Bother? Sorry. Why would you bother? Oh, this I I love I love a good story. I love a good story, but you know they're getting they're getting thinner on the ground. You know. Oh, you making me spies? I'm practicing. Why? How many you got to make? Uh, I was going to make some for all the family for Christmas, but that involves a couple of weeks' practice to make sure they're up to standard. Yeah, because you don't want to dis- yeah, disappoint the family. That's free today. Yesterday okay. was all right, but I thought we should put an egg wash on them. Don't egg wash your mince pies. No, absolutely not. That. No, silly. Make some crispy. Don't have to buy some milk. Right. Are, are you salting? Are you salting your? Are you, have you got your salt right on your your pastry yet? Yeah, yeah. Easy. Pastry's pastry's nailed. Right, okay. Pastry and thickness are down. They were slightly underfilled yesterday. The pastry was slightly too small. You need to go up to a larger size. Yeah. We're getting there. We're making we're making inroads. You, um you should try and make your mince pies fourteen point nine percent. Because that's traditional. Fourteen point nine percent what? That's alcohol. Oh, that's right. what... uh, I haven't I'm I'm still working on the pastry you see in the in the fillings. I haven't actually ventured on to making my own fillings yet. So oh, right, okay. I mince meat. Then I'll step uh, once I've got the pastry nailed and the bake time down, then I'll adjust the filling. Oh, I see. I see. That's yeah, like um, um, if you if you're ever bored and you're like, oh, I need ten minutes while I'm having a shit. Uh, Google Google uh, mince pie murders because people would like- people would like get dr- get drunk off mince pies, fall asleep, and then perform murders in their sleep. How many fucking mince pies do you need to get pissed? At fourteen point nine percent, I rate about six. All right, I'm going to look up a real boozy mince pie recipe. All right, man. All right, have a lovely day. This has been the loosest sense. <laughs> this soon. has been proper loose, this one. I liked it. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye.